Senior doctors are disturbed half of the country has unmet dental needs, demonstrating the extreme demand for free oral health care. A new report has found publicly funded dental hospitalisations rose by a third in the last decade and some places in Aotearoa don't even have a dentist available. The Association of Salaried Medical Specialists Executive Director Sarah Dalton spoke to me earlier. The numbers are hugely disturbing because um, this is something that many, many New Zealanders simply can't afford to access. So nearly 50% of all New Zealanders uh, put off or avoid dental care altogether because of the cost. Um, And, of course, there's a disproportionate um, representation amongst Māori, amongst Pacifica, and amongst amongst low-income earners in terms of their access. And we also have a maldistribution of dentists, which means there are some parts of the country where you're very lucky to even find a dentist. So even if you can afford to go and see one, there might not be one to go and see. So like postcode lottery for, for dental care, where is worst affected? Uh, well, Wairoa is very famous for having no dentist at all. So you would have to go to Gisborne or Napier to access a dentist, although um, the hospital sends a dentist over from time to time from Napier to um, see patients. But there's, there's, there's no dental practice in Wairoa. There are parts of Northland with no dentist. Um, there are parts of the west coast of the South Island where where there is no dentist close by at all. There are very few dentists on the west coast. So, um, yeah, postcode lottery completely, absolutely. Um, and even in cities, you'll find that the higher socioeconomic parts of the city will have a higher proportion of dentists um, than than in poorer areas. So, but 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 I guess the thing that really bewilders us. And, and I don't know how we've let this happen, is why do we treat our mouths differently from the rest of the body? They are fundamentally connected to our health and well-being. And if we ignore basic care of our teeth and our mouths, you know, that is actually a disinvestment in our own overall health. And there's plenty of statistics and data to, to show that that is the case. We know that there can be links to cardiac issues. We know there are also links from the other end through pain of unmet dental need, addictions to painkillers, infections that start in the mouth and spread to the body, which can be, in fact, life-threatening. There are people no longer able to participate in work because of the harm being caused by unmet dental need. And the other thing that we have uncovered separate from this publication is that the average cost of a visit to a dentist is um, I think somewhere in the vicinity of $400 a visit, which means that um, currently the funded access to services through social support is not sufficient to actually cover the cost of even one single visit to a dentist. How severe are the actions people are taking to deal with their own dental health? So we understand that there are people... Um, who are literally pulling out their own teeth. They are taking to their mouths or the mouths of their friends with pliers or other um, equipment to, to try and rid themselves of that pain. So obviously that's an appalling thing to have to do. Um, it's also really high risk. We shouldn't be the kind of country where that is the norm, but our members who, who see the aftermath of some of these um, events tell us that it, that it, it happens every day. Is it good enough? Of course it's not good enough. I mean, it's terrible. And, you know, we spend uh, less than 2%, we think possibly close to 1% of our total health spend 
on oral health care. Um, we also know, you know, it's not all terrible. We know there's a program running um, in some schools in Northland where um, kids are given toothbrushes and toothpaste and they do, you know, toothbrushing together and they're supported in learning the practices of good preventive oral health care and they are already seeing, um, I think it's halved the numbers of dental caries that they're seeing when they do go and check their teeth. So there are lots of things that don't cost a lot of money that we could be doing that could, you know, get in front of this. But in the meantime, we actually have millions of New Zealanders with unmet dental need. And we also know that although it's a massive amount of money in the first instance to get across this, should the government decide to make this investment, the long-term um, economic argument is for every dollar we spend, we're going to get a dollar sixty back um, in gains. So it's actually an argument that makes financial sense as well as moral sense. Some kids get this free dental care, but often, or how often, is it that adults, after they've completed this this childhood care, that they don't go back to the dentist? Well, our statistics suggest many, many don't. And um, what our members are telling us is that what's starting to show up is by the time people get into their mid-20s or late-20s, those years of um, unmet need after, since they've left school, since they've left access to dental care, are starting to take their toll. And of course, another part of this equation is we have some of the highest consumption of sugar in the OECD here in New Zealand. We drink heaps of sugary drinks um, and there's no sugar tax. And, you know, this is something that is arguably doing as much or more harm than alcohol or tobacco. So why don't we start looking at sugar? in those ways. You sound exasperated by this, completely. Well, so much of it is proven, so much of it is preventable, so much of it is obvious, but, you know, extending out basic dental care and preventive practices to all New Zealanders is going to reap rewards. So, it, you know, it is the logical thing to do, but I also wonder, when we think about our health system and the social contract, why we've opted out of so much of it in terms of how we care for ourselves, how we care for each other, and why we don't lift pe- you know, each other up, which is why we've chosen to come to home ground at the Auckland City Mission today to launch the publication. They are trying to get funding um, so that they can provide a dental chair, that they can provide dental services to their clients. They've been um, surveying their clients at the medical centre here um, next door to home ground and every single one of them has reported unmet dental need. They would like to see a dentist. They have dental issues that need to be attended to. But currently the city mission, it's not funded to provide that service and they've been unable to attract the funding to provide that service. I would like to think that Fatu Order, as they develop its localities, will put dental care as a priority in places like this and will actually come to the party to help to ensure that any New Zealander that has got dental needs can have some level of access and some level of care, whether it's free or, or partially subsidised. Um, you know, you can't even access a, a dentist currently in the way that you can access a GP. So this puts the problem um, in a more severe category, I guess, even than access to GPs. Do you have faith that Te Whatu Order will do something about this? I... I think Te Whatu Order takes the problem seriously. 
but I am not confident that they will have the funding or the resourcing in the next year or so to make it a priority. And so that is a concern to us. Um, we know that the Labour Party at their conference have made access to dental care a priority, but the Labour government has not included that um, in its in its tranche of policies that they're looking to put in place currently. So I think we need to maintain pressure. That's Sarah Dalton from the Association of Salaried Medical Specialists.